And it's another Friday, and it's another edition of Speaking for Him with our host, the bald one, Andrew Gamison. When when did you lose all your hair, Andrew? I, I have never been called bald, and last time I looked in a mirror, I still had hair, and I'm feeling some hair on the top of my head, so I think if you strike that and reverse it, you might be just about right. Right. Um, really, I'm the bald one. <laughs> but anyway, here we are on this Father's Day weekend. Um, we are going to get into a movie review, but before we do, we just want—I just want to give a shout out to my dad. Um, my father is a big driving force behind speaking for him, and so, Dad, thank you very much. For, thank you, Andrew's dad, for all that you have um, imparted in my life that has caused me to have this ministry and this podcast and just to continue to speak the word of God with truth and love. So thank you, Dad, for that. And I know you're going to like the very large and expensive Father's Day present that he already bought for you, didn't you? <laughs> All right. Moving right along. <laughs> um, I will take care of Father's Day, Dad. Don't worry about that. But anyway, today we're going to do a movie review of... A movie called God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. And uh, we'll get into that as soon as we hear the trailer. St. James Church has become a beacon of violence and controversy. And it has no place on Hadley University campus. How you doing? I'm okay. It's kind of weird. Somebody burns your church down, but you're okay. How do we actually know that our values are any more valid than anyone else's? I don't understand, Lord. Seems like you're the one much is being asked of this time. This was my father's church, and it's not for sale. We cannot respond to hate with more hate. You don't get to play innocent. You did this. What you're doing, it's against the law. It's okay to be broken, Dave. That means God's still shaping you. The whole world knows what the church is against, but it's getting harder and harder to know what it's for. What am I doing wrong? All right. And there you have a trailer for God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. And allow me to correct myself by um, doing our quote of the day. And I'll let, actually let Chad give that to us because I forgot to do that off the top of the show. <gasps> okay, here I go. Now I have to cue the sound effect again. Making me work. Making me work. Okay, here we go. It's okay to be broken. It means God is still shaping you. God's not dead, a light in the darkness. All right, and interestingly enough, we heard that quote in the trailer for this film that we just listened to. And I got to say, um, I was very interested when I found out, they were when I realized they were going to do a third movie. Um, I thought that God's not dead, the first one was, was a good concept, and um, I thought it was fairly well executed, although... I felt like it had a problem of story because it, 
well, I felt like it went in too many different directions and um, I thought that it was the, the second one in some ways was better in the respect that it focused on one story of of dealing with whether Christ can be invoked in the public school in the public arena um and I and I do think that this new film struggles with some of that same um, problem because there's a lot of mini storylines here and they don't necessarily get a really good resolve. But before that, I just wanted to do a brief synopsis. This um, movie opens shortly after the second one ends. I'm, I'm guessing it's shortly. They don't really tell you the timeline of how long it was. And his friend, um, who came from Kenya, I think it was. I forget his name, but he had agreed to become the associate pastor, so he was going to stay um, at this at the church long-term with Pastor Dave, and they were really excited about that. And then somebody was um, uh, mad about the church and about the fact that his girlfriend was being influenced by the church, and so he vandalized the church, um, and unintentionally set the church on fire, and the new associate pastor dies in the fire. Oh, boy. And so then the whole film is the pa- Pastor Dave dealing with it, and basically throughout the movie realizing that he made, almost made the church itself an idol, instead of putting people in God before the church. And... um in the end, he realizes uh, that he can move on to another location because the church, I guess, was on a college campus, which wasn't really emphasized in the first couple films. So I almost feel like they threw that in there um, at the for, for the purposes of their movie. I didn't feel like it was really established that it was on a college campus and the college decided that they wanted them out. And so originally he was going to fight them in court and brings in his estranged brother who are you all, you also didn't realize necessarily that he had. And there's a whole lot of things there. Um, I do think that it's a good reminder. Um, talking about some good things about the film. It's a good reminder about how we need to focus on caring for other people. And like I said, for him to learn not to put the church above um, above the people that he was caring for because at that point the church ceases um, to be relevant. And um, so, but the, and the positive things is that um, he was learning and growing throughout the movie and that just because he was the pastor um, didn't mean that he didn't struggle. And so I thought that it was kind of neat that they made him the focus of the film. But as far as negatives, like, um, <laughs> like I said, there's just a couple different um, storylines that don't wrap up very neatly. Um, as far as like his relationship with his brother, um, and whether that gets on track, and his relationship with the person that set fire to the church that kind of um struggles a little bit and so 
it could have been been better plotted out. I would still recommend people watch it, but it definitely could have. I had a better plot, and I really do hope, um, even though I've enjoyed these films, that they move on to uh, another totally fresh story idea. Um, because I think we all know God's not dead, and um, I don't think we need to keep circling around that theme um, necessarily. Um, I wonder though if if the uh, the um, title God not De- God's not dead is more for those who don't know the Lord because the very first movie it was pretty much about. It, it revolved around the debate between a student and a professor over the existence of God. Oh, oh, I do, I do believe that, and I and like I said, I believe there's merit to this film, but I I kind of there's some people that have complained that they're that by making a third film, they're just capitalizing on the God's Not Dead brand, so to speak, and thus becoming, uh, coming more of an opportunist than actually making a good film and I'm not saying that that is their motive I'm just saying that they need to be careful about um coming across that way as they continue to to make films because they have potential to to do some really awesome things I, I mean they distributed a case for Christ which is probably their best film best pure flicks film that, that that they've ever done um um but Um, like I said, just, just to summarize, cause I feel like I'm all over the place. Positive things about this film is that the, the pastor grows and you realize that even though he's a pastor, he's not perfect and he's not, uh, claiming perfection. Negatives are just a few storylines that could have been brought to finish a little bit easier. Um, he could have made his desire to seek for, to give forgiveness to the, arsonist of the church a little more clear um, because he kind of implies that he asks forgiveness, but it doesn't really show him ask forgiveness. And so it would have been nice to see that payoff on screen. And then like his brother, the storyline with his brother and how he was, um, how he was uh, dealing with uh, his, uh, problems with God and how they dealt with their problems with each other. Um, that could have been finished a little bit better. And then, um, moving on to the next aspects. So I have not seen this movie. Okay. Um, so let me ask you some questions. Okay. Um, of all the characters in the movie, who was your favorite? Okay, um, my favorite in this movie is probably, um, Pastor Dave's, uh, girlfriend. Um, she kind of keeps him centered and uh, gives him hope in the midst of all the struggles that he's going through. And I, I think that's one of the, one of the things that I would have, would have liked to see a better, um, payoff to because it, they, it kind of, imp- again, it's one of the things they kind of implied that they were in a dating relationship. But they didn't really, uh, it was like both of them knew that they cared about the other and they spent time together, but, but they never really defined it. And so I always thought that was a little awkward. So it's like a movie where they were just courting the whole time. Yes. Okay. Um, and, uh, 
So I think she was my favorite character, though, because she and she's the one in the trailer that says it's okay to be broken. It means that God is working on you. Mm. And there's also it's also kind of neat because Shane Harbour from the first film comes back in the third one and he's the campus pastor at the school for their Christian ministry. That would be the good luck Charlie kid. And uh, he uh, he basically tell, tell reminds him of what uh, Pastor Dave told him in the first movie, which is, um, to whom much is given, much will be required. And then he says, well, much must be required of you this time. And so I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Um, As if it's a... It's a- Turn, come, what comes around goes around. Yeah, and it's a, a full circle thing where where he's being um, he's being required to do the very thing that he was preaching to other people about, which I have experienced incidentally in my own life, where um, where people where I have when I was fourteen, I started really preaching to people that I accepted the way God made me and that they need to accept what God has for them, and then. When I hit about 28, um, I went through a really rough patch where it was like God was time was asking me, do you believe what you're telling other people? Oh, wow. That's and, neat. and so I went, I, I, I didn't plunge, you know, all the way back down to where I'd been as a teenager, but I definitely had a time of really questioning and saying, okay, God, yes, I do believe this, even though it's tough. Um, and I was able to, give even more energy to it once I came to that place because um, just because we believe that God is working out his will doesn't mean things will be easy when I first surrendered to to the ministry I thought well it will, I still had ideals you know I still thought well if I surrender to ministry that means I'll do 40 I'll preach 40 Sundays a year and I'll have so many speaking engagements that I'll have to turn down a bunch of people, and I'll be traveling all over the place. And that hasn't been what it's looked like, at least so far, but it doesn't mean that God isn't faithful to what he has called me to do. So, um, did you have any other questions? Sure. So you got this movie, you got all these characters, the pastor is your favorite, and, um, the wife, or the rather, the girlfriend. Who's your yeah. least favorite character? Um... My least favorite character, I think, is probably, um, like the dean or the chancellor at the college, because they kind of are somewhat friends, but then when push comes to shove, he doesn't really, um, defend Pastor Dave. He kind of sides with the college because he wants to keep his job, which in a sense is understandable. Right. Um, and then he, you know, when, when Pastor Dave humbles himself and says, I'm willing to move on from this church and find a new location to build a church, when the school promised that they would still have a ministry center for students, then you kind of, they kind of came around and, and uh, were able to reconcile and have good discussions with one another. It's kind of like I was talking to you about on a previous episode about the need to be the one that reconcil- starts the reconciliation process. Right. It's not always going to achieve reconciliation, but as long as you think it's the other person's um it's the other person's job, reconciliation will never come. What do you think is the the message that the film is trying to get out? The the lesson. 
Uh, well, this is another touchy subject for me, actually, because I understood the point of that the film was trying to make. I didn't necessarily agree totally with how it was conveyed, and 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 I say this just to say that there's a there's a line in in the film where one of the girl students says that people know what Christians are against a whole lot more than they know what what they're for and i and there might be truth to that and there is a certain level of truth to that but i also feel like sometimes in our zeal to make sure that people um realize that we're not always raging against them it feels to me like we yield truth truth is still the truth no matter what and no matter no matter how loving you try to convey it you can still be considered a hater for the simple fact that you're preaching the truth and and people don't like the truth. I I saw a quote earlier today that was something to the effect of, um, if you're espousing a position that's counterculture or against um, other people or other people believe and you believe it to be the truth, then you are in effect saying that they're wrong and people don't like being told that they're wrong. Right. Yep. And so you have to be prepared for um, the fallout that can occur. I definitely agree that we can be much more loving a lot of times in the way we deal with things, but it's been my experience that even sometimes when I'm loving, if I have to convey the truth, I can still be labeled a hater because it's not something that people enjoy is being told that they're wrong. Right, that's true. So how would you rate this film? Would you um, say, hey, this is a definitely go get it? Would you say this is one that maybe they should wait till it comes out on video? How would you rate it? Give one to five. Well, I think first of all, to answer your first question, um, by the time this podcast posts, I think it will be probably will be out on DVD or very close to. You might be able to find it in our Woodland Second Run Theater, but I even doubt that a little bit because we're into June. Um, I would say that that. This is, this is a, a good film to watch. Again, um, I think that it, that it lacks something in, in the structure and the power of the, um, first two, but I still think it is worth watching. Um, and it definitely will open up, uh, good discussions, hopefully with your family. I mean, like I said, like I said, I do think it's, it's good for people to know what we're for, but, but the interesting thing is, Along those lines, if I say I'm for marriage between one man and one woman, then I am by implication against marriage any other way. And so even if I, even if my focus is I'm for this, what the world is going to hear is you're against me in this, which is the other side of the coin. So, so, um, we do need to be gentle, but we also need to be aware that no matter how gentle we are, um, we need to stand for truth, and uh, but I think that I think that this would be a good uh, Friday evening watch with your kids. Um, I think it's pretty tame as far as for pretty much all audiences. There may be some things that are that are going to need explaining, like um, the beginning of the movie when the church catches fire, and. Um, Things of that nature, but I think you'll find a pretty good movie in this. So I'm, I'm going to say that I give it three out of five stars. Okay. So, and uh, that is my 
review of God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. Um, I realized that it was a little shaky, um, but it's actually been a little while since I've seen the film. And so hopefully in the future, I will do a little better about getting in the studio and laying down these reviews as soon as I see them. So it comes off a little crisper for you. But I hope that you've enjoyed this review. I hope that this gives you something to do maybe on this um, late spring, early summer, Friday night. And I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Again, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to you, Chad. Thank you. I hope that you enjoy your weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.